And we're here at 5K 49 FM with Bobby Ingalls, the unique, the unparalleled, the unprecedented, unrivaled Bobby Ingalls. Hi there, ho there, who there? today i'm lovely and yourself i'm doing pretty good right arm <laughs> right I, arm I have nothing to contribute to that <laughs> yeah well that's kind of us yeah it is we got it's our us. own thing we got our thing so we're here with our, our auntie thing. our auntie bobby aka tits mcgee tits mcgee tits tits the fucking tits or babs gotta love boobies <laughs> boobaloons boobaloons <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, our auntie, she's super close with us. We uh, were pretty much raised by uh, by a bunch of strong women in our family, auntie being one of them. Amen. Um, they Amen. Were, can I get a hallelujah? Amen, sisters. Can I get a hallelujah? <sighs> okay. Strong, strong, independent women. Preach no, it. But we were. We were raised here by Auntie Bob, my mom, my grandma, uh, and our my other grandma, Betty. We got a bunch of strong women in our family. Auntie Bob is one of them. She's very unique. She has the personality of a eccentric painter from the 1920s. <laughs> I've always preferred the word unique over weird. Yeah, no. So I appreciate that. That's good, yeah. Uh, well, you're pretty Unique weird. New York. You're pretty... Unique Unork. <laughs> New York. <laughs> so, so Bob is kind of the, uh, I guess you could say, class clown of the family. Um, very fun. Very the blonde sheep. The very, blonde. very eccentric, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. The strawberry blonde sheep. <laughs> She's, uh, she, yeah, she's definitely amazing. She is uh, quite like me and not at all like Frank. Uh, In that I like to talk about myself. Yeah. She's, she's confident like me. A wee I think. bit of an ego. Yeah, a little bit of an ego. Well, we, we, all got a, we all got a bit of an ego. We both took theater class. We did. Well, I took I was, more, more. I was in musicals. More than yeah, but we both took more classes, than teeds. Let's be honest. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think I ever took. <laughs> hey, buddy, Juvie. <laughs> Juvie, man. Don't forget about my emo kid in Juvie. I don't think I ever took a theater class in my life. Well, no. you should have. Nah, you would have been bad at it. I probably would have. Actually, yeah. I think you would have been really good. Nah, well, it's too insecure. Mm, well, I guess all artists yeah, are. Yeah, but though. when you're an actor, you aren't you. That's, hey man, I'm not insecure. True. If you're that's a good true. actor. Hey man, I'm not insecure. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, dude? Uh, how, do you, how do you think I'm insecure? Hey, did you guys see uh, Adam Sandler's new stand-up special? No, no I don't care. Oh. All right, well, it's, it was weird. No, I, I did care. just see A Star is Born. I want to give props to that out because, oh my God. Yeah? Amaze. Bradley Cooper's cats. a hunk here. It wasn't that. It was freaking everything everything about that film was absolutely incredible. did you see the other two films before i saw the other one okay, christopherson and streisand and it was one of my faves growing up 
Chris and who? It was Christoph Waltz? Christopherson. Chris, oh. Chris Christopherson. Oh, nice. Who gives a fuck? He was a hot, badass country man back in the day. Oh, yeah, Did yeah. Did me and Bobby McGee with um, Janice Joplin. I think I remember him. Oh, nobody cares anyways. Listening to this. No, I think you just don't care. We're having a yeah. fine conversation oh, over like here. You and give you a just, shit? Yeah, you just sit there and you listen. No. Non-theater hey. person. <laughs> So anyways, Bob is a uh, very oh talented artist like myself. You fucking shit. Um, she. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my Keep God. Off yes, to a I'm great, talented. wonderful start here. Talented with girlish why, personality. Why do, you think, why do you think that it was important to, to get Bob on the podcast? Uh, I don't know. Just to relate to some family or some family listeners out there. I think it's cool. Uh, the dynamics, the relationships. I think um, if you got family listeners uh, checking out the podcast, maybe they can. Okay, no one cares. Even okay, better yeah. yet. No, no, Even uh, better yet. Actually, actually Bob, why do you think it was important to get you on the podcast? Well, <laughs> hey, other, let's just remind. Other than I'm an interesting <laughs> guest just because I'm kind of a giant juxtaposition within myself. That's true. Ooh. Toot, toot. My horn. <laughs> I like that. Um, I think that that's probably the biggest reason, right? Well, I just wanted to ask you and get your take on it since you're the lady who made a scrapbook of yourself for Tony's grad present. It's true. I just figured it would be nice to hear your take on why you think you'd be an interesting guest on the old Bodski. Look, can we just, we need to give a little bit of light to that. Yeah, it's amazing. That I gave. It was awesome. Tony um, lost it though. It was because it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I had it in a beautiful leather so binder. Funny. I spent fifty six dollars on that leather binder, and then I just filled it with pictures of me. It started out with me being born. Well, the cover was a cucumber, wasn't it? No, no, oh. the cucumber came in like the twelfth page. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it was. Um, it was an idea that I had because I, my relationship with Tony from the day he was born and with you, but Tony, I was only 12 years old when Tony was born and we always had a really sibling relationship more so than an auntie relationship. And, uh, my whole world with him was to make him laugh when he was little. And so it just for grad it just came to be that I had to make him laugh and I thought that would be amazing and so I wrote this gorgeous letter saying you know this gift is going to be extremely special to you and you're going to want to hold it on to it for as long as you can and then you'll want to pass it down to every family member you have that comes after <laughs> you and uh, so when you open this know that I've done it with love and I've put a lot of work into this album and and you're going to absolutely die when you get to see what's in it and then you open it to the first page and it's me being born <laughs> and it's the life of auntie bobby <laughs> i don't so i don't remember funny. did i laugh did i find it funny you did but frank laughed I, way harder oh, dude, i should have like given i should have done it I've for ever... frankie he would have appreciated oh my god yeah, yeah. Tony, you totally always lost think it. you're the funniest person in the room well, when we know i am well i couldn't uh, i don't think my brain worked that good at that i probably wow. just didn't find it, it definitely worked better then than it does i don't now. even think your balls had <laughs> dropped in graduation yeah probably not i had a couple pubes <laughs> pubes <laughs> i had a few pubies <laughs> little pubes but they were yeah. pubes and so yeah bob's kind of a, a a diverse artist in the family she sings she uh was an actress or still is a bit of an actress uh, now nah, she gave it all up for kids yes i did Tell us about it. But I still find creative outlets. That's yes. true. Yeah, she Bobby's baking. 
I'm baking. Bobby's baking. I'm a Tits. baker. <laughs> yeah. Tits so baking. I don't like to say I gave it all up because it's still in me. And there is something to be said about, I also have a daycare in case anyone doesn't know out there. So there is something to be said about lunchtime with grilled cheese and show tunes, which is what I break into every time I serve the kids lunch. So sure. I still get to be creative. <laughs> Well, that's true, I guess. Incorporating your eccentricity in your daily routine. Yeah. And all of my little introverted toddlers go home and become extroverts and their parents have no idea how that happened. <laughs> it's because of me. So, so, toot, toot, my horn. Toot, toot. So does your personality rub off on them all the time or what? Yeah, quite a few of them. Do you yeah. get comments from parents? Absolutely. Do you get comments from Still kids being day, like, shut like up? Like one time... One of the, instead of when I say, hey, what's the magic word? They say, you're 110 pounds, or they say, you're beautiful. Bobby's beautiful, instead of please and thank you. So that's the magic word. Well, one time I got a phone call from one of my daycare parents who (laughs) took their child to the grocery store, and the grocery lady asked if they wanted a stamp on their hand, and she said, yes. And she said, what's the magic word? And she said, Bobby's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a phone call from the parent well, right after. Like, are you serious? That's amazing. Yeah, that, that's pretty clever. Are you on, fun. You're on holidays now, right? No. Oh, no. yeah, you're back at it. Yeah, it's the middle of school. Actually. <laughs> it's the complete opposite of holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so Bob is the mother of two beautiful kids, mine and Frank's cousins. That's right. Quinn and Piper. Quinn and Piper. Quinn is... Uh, 18. Yeah. Male. You, know, you did a pretty good job with them. They stayed out of jail. They did. Yeah. I think that's that that should be the we ultimate managed. goal of every parent, as long as you get It just, is the ultimate goal of every parent. As long as you just... the only goal? No, stay out it's of jail. the ultimate. It's not the only. I think that'd There's be the many. only goal I'd have. Yeah? I think so. Well, I feel like... Let's hope I, I like have a part in your children's life, Ben. <laughs> I feel like the ultimate goal would just be like, do what they love. And if gang banging is what they love. Then... No, it's not the ultimate goal. <laughs> right, the well. ultimate goal is to make sure you're raising two adults that are happy and achieving what they want in their lives. Okay. That is, in my eyes, socially acceptable. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's like I don't want them if they are a gangbanger, I don't want them going on with that because that's what makes them happy and that's what they're passionate about. Have they ever said the C word? Um, not around their mom. What would you say if they did? What's the C word, cunt? You should ask them. Yes. Ah, C. Yes. You should ask Ah, them what I would do. No, no, we're talking Spanish. Um what? C. Why are we just jumping to the C word? No, the reason why uh, we're just trying to test you for all of our um, listeners we're out just there. Trying to test you. The reason why they're jumping to that is because they take great pleasure into making me. I don't. He no. does. No, you started it. Kind I didn't of, even bring that up. Oh, you I said, said I said the C word. Well, because why say you the C word? Listen, why say okay. the C word and allude to the actual fucking word, which is cunt. Because it might offend someone like your aunt who's sitting right beside you. Okay, but I'm not trying to offend you. Tony brought it up. I had nothing to do with it. Anyways, moving on. I'm moving. Why did you bring that up? Because I've wanted to just trigger you. Yeah, that's what they do, people. <laughs> that's what they do. They like to trigger me. I just uh, I, I felt like uh, that was a good way to segue into our next bit. Like what? We were just talking about my kids. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then you brought up the c word. I, I, I just. Oh my god. I wanted. To, I wanted to know if they've ever said it. Um, they haven't around me, and no. they wouldn't. How's Piper right now? She's still pretty hardcore. Pipes is hardcore. Hardcore what? what? Just a little <laughs> teenager. Hardcore teenager. Yes. Piper is a very, very typical seventeen-year-old female with. Um, unique though a lot of emotional roller coasters going on but she is unique and different from many other 17 year old females in that she isn't a huge partier she doesn't like to do what a lot of the other girls she's not into makeup and selfies and not that i want to put other girls in that box because I'm not saying that they are either, but she's just not really into um, expressing her self sexually. That's what you're saying. And not just sexually, um, um, even her, even her, like so many girls right now are like, I, I'll go through so many social apps right now and social media apps and see a lot of her friends and a lot of um, other young females that are only interested in showing a side of themselves that maybe isn't really who they are and it's to attract attention, positive attention, but it's only shallow and to surface. Who? To male males? Males and yeah, probably females too. Like, oh, you look good. Oh, you're hot, bitch. Oh my God, I've never seen you look so hot. You look so good. You know, I feel it's like that kind of goes kinda, back years and years and years and years and decades and centuries. And I don't know, man. Media, yeah, so social no. media is a... Right, right. And but if, if the they thing, did have like social media in the 1800s, I think they'd still try and... But it's so... It's 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 all shallow. So no one's really speaking to any of what of who you are. They're only speaking of what they see, which isn't real. It's what, not real. What about the what you see is what, what you get? What you see is filters, is... Lots of extra stuff that a pose that they wouldn't normally pose like. So I appreciate that my daughter isn't like that. I love that she's not like that. I love that she's like she's got a little bit of a fuck it attitude, which is very hard to raise. But yet I know it's going to make her a kick ass woman that's really authentic one day. And that's important to me. Yeah, for sure. Very important. but, But let's say she was one of these other okay. social media accounts that, you know, do the duck lips yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. stick out the booty. and Yeah, and like low cleavage. Yeah, low cleavage. Stick out her ass. Low, low, yeah, yeah, a little bit of booty. Like, yeah, but there's nothing really wrong with that. I'm well, not, that, I'm that's, not really, that's what I'm trying to get at. Okay, like, so let's, yeah, I'm not really judging that they do that. I understand that they're doing it, and I'm, I just don't, I wish that they didn't feel... Like they needed that. Like they needed that yeah. as validation. As validation, yeah. yeah. I really wish that they could, like for, for me in my house and how I raised my son, and I was very, very strong in raising my son to feel this way. And it's apparent to me in many ways, even though obviously he's a typical 18-year-old man that appreciates female beauty in every way. (laughs) He's probably sending a nude right now. (laughs) But he's also a guy that really appreciates authenticity and he's a guy that really appreciates... He's He's like T tonight. He likes a a strong woman. Intelligence. Yeah, he wants intelligence. He doesn't want a self-absorbed 
person who's just, you know. But I mean, there's a lot of dumb guys in the world, so there has to be kind of dumb girls. Totally. Yeah, but I don't think they're dumb. I think they're just looking for validation in the wrong places. Like if they actually looked for validation from their heart for what they do, for who they are, for their for their sense of humor. Like if we all actually took pictures every day of ourselves doing something truly funny that makes us us, that shit yeah. would that shit's the best. Like that is who, or, or doing your passion. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. You're, you're going to take pictures of what you love or of what you're doing. That is your passion. Like my kids play sports. So they like to, I always post pictures of them playing sports or stuff like that. You know, they're doing what they love. That's who they are. That's a big part of who they are. I feel like it comes down a lot to like social media education. And it's kind of like, it kind of boggles my mind that in today's world, that's not being taught in schools from the ground up. Like, oh, I think it's coming. Like, like so, yeah, it should have been here. It should 10 have years been, ago. except like, that I just read this article the other day. It wasn't until 2011, 2012, where they saw this huge spike in iPhones, which also found at the in the same year a huge spike in mental health. Yeah. Uh, well, the iPhones have been around for yeah, like just over just about a decade now. A decade? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't even know. I don't even know. But this article was extremely interesting because it it showed um, actual statistics and. Yeah, I, I saw you post that. I just kind of browsed it was, past yeah. it because I figured it was one of the sappy like. <laughs> because you're dude, a social dude, media. Well, you, I just you, you too, and your posts, man. I tell <laughs> but you. But what I really appreciated about it is that it really. It really showed the difference between your generation, my generation, and this generation, which is like the mental health generation. Yeah, like one hundred percent, it absolutely is. Is and that you, you think that's directly these, correlated to social media and absolutely the rise of the and internet? Do you want to know why? I think it's not so much more people can come that out. People are doing social media and and posting and stuff. It's that people, kids who normally don't give a shit what they look like who are wearing their sweatpants at home and aren't spending two hours of their home time doing their makeup so that they look good just in case someone takes a picture, Mm -hmm. you know, of them. Or, you know, there's these kids out there that, that can just, that we were able to just be who we were. Yeah. And we, we didn't hang out at home a lot because we had people to see and we saw them face to face. Yeah. Whereas these people, these kids are seeing everybody else's life and on social media, it looks amazing. Yeah. So they're seeing all these kids at parties and they're and seeing they're this and that and they're like, here I am these... sitting by myself with my freaking yeah. dog eating cookies and everyone else is having a good time. And yeah. what's wrong with me? Yeah. What's wrong with me? And what's wrong with me? And then they overthink mm-hmm. it all and then you're into a freaking spiral. Yeah. Females now too, they probably have way worse of a time than they did a decade ago. I mean, so many people judging you on social media apps and stuff like that. It's totally different. I think everybody does. Totally different now. No, but it's it's definitely, I think it's a lot harsher on women. Yeah. Like I don't, well, you can see, you can see by these posts. That's what, that's what unnerves me a bit is to see these awesome girls that I know that have so much more to offer than duck lips and freaking ass pics. Yeah. And, and they're, and that's what they're offering. Yeah, but what's what can they really offer on social media? Podcasts. 
their personality. Yeah, but that's not necessarily not everyone. Is, right, but not everyone so many, is a creative no, mind. Not everybody. Not I, I would everybody say is. I would say the majority aren't. Okay, so what what are you saying then? What so I'm, if I'm just, they don't no, have no, anything saying, to offer creatively, creatively, just, then they just they no, only no, have no. that choice. No, no, I'm just saying that maybe it's just not that like it's not what's wrong easy. with duck lips well yeah i uh, guess because what else are you gonna post on social media really like it is kind of the play. funny shit there's yeah. so many funny yeah, things fair. out there but uh, let's talk instagram let's uh, talk whatever that app is that the young kids are using visco <laughs> like visco uh, yeah. yeah so like for me it's like what can you really post on those that are engaging? Not everyone's eccentric and can like, you know, do funny Vine style skits oh, no. on and Instagram you know what? or like. And to be honest, like, I mean, a lot of those pictures, that's their scrapbook. That's their memory. Yeah, so like, you, you, it's you, not like I'm putting down any party pics or anything like that. That's their scrapbook and that's their memories and they will carry that with them forever, yeah. you know, which I is was, awesome. I was thinking that the other day, how cool it is that, um. Social media gets this bad rap or whatever, posting all these photos of your life on on the internet instead of maybe sitting there or standing there and enjoying the moment you're in, I guess, rather than taking the photo of it. But I was thinking, like, when we're older, we have literally all these memories and cool photos to show our kids. Like, it's honestly why I use Facebook. Yeah. That is my scrapbook because I wasn't the mom that had this time to be able to put together all of these pictures i hardly had time to take the pictures so for me if there's an article out about my kids and their sports or if there's something that's a picture that someone has taken and sent to me or anything i immediately post it because i need that later yeah i'm gonna need i'm gonna scrapbook one day maybe and i'll have to go through my facebook that's just the thing though is like it's all online at this point like for me <clears throat> um, taking a picture on your phone is an inherently different experience than taking like a, a, on a picture, camera. like a film yeah. picture that you put in a scrapbook and you actually look at the photo and it takes you back to yeah. the moment. Whereas digitally and like on social media, it's almost just like a tool for sharing instead of a tool for reflecting. Yeah, but for me, it's that's not the case. I mean, if I'm going to just, if I'm going to use a tool for sharing, I do memes, funny little memes or something like that. But when I'm actually posting pictures of anyone, it is literally my thought process is I need this for later. But I do need you, this because eventually I'm going to go through my p- Facebook, probably print yeah. them all off and make a scrapbook. Yeah, you, you say that, but you've never done that. Well, I can't. I haven't ha- had the um, the time to. But that's it my, takes a lot that, of time. That's my point. It's like... It takes five seconds to post, right? Yeah, but like when that's that's like when I look at my photos. Let's say it comes up two years ago today. You were at the airport with your mom as you're about to leave on a journey or whatever. I look at it and I kind of just glance at it. I don't like sit with it. Whereas if I'm like sitting on a couch and I'm flipping through an album, I'm like feeling all oh, these yeah, photos there's nothing like that's that. just that's just a feeling of nostalgia because you were raised in that generation era. in that yeah. era of flipping through scrapbooks when you were younger and or whatever, everybody but, loves but, to take out really old yeah yeah but nobody in the Most future gen- that's, is inter- yeah yeah but that's not gonna be a, a thing for future generations that's uh, looking even at a, at a picture on the internet is gonna be a way of reflecting so uh I, yeah i don't know like that makes me sad 
little bit. It it is kind of sad, but it is the way it is. Yeah, right? life life is sad sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah, man. Keep rolling. <laughs> well, I lo- although I do love your photography, so don't get me wrong. I love flipping through old photographs and albums. Yeah, to me, it's the things that I love most about photography isn't the like nice photos I take. It's almost like the the feeling you took when you yeah that, you get that's when you what took really it. attracts yeah. me to taking pictures and like making images is like the the authenticity of it. Yeah, the feeling it gives you. It's almost like a sixth sixth sense like yeah. i don't know it's hard to describe especially to people who probably don't understand pictures. yeah totally hey halloween's next week halloween halloween <laughs> are you guys dressing up as anything i usually dress up a little bit for the kids but sometimes i don't because i have to throw a halloween party and it's quite hectic around my house let's talk about some of your uh classic Halloween costumes. Uh, Halloween costumes, because there are a few really good ones. Yeah, well, we all know what my favorite one was. I, is it my favorite one? It probably is the same. The Spartan one. cheerleaders yeah, yeah, from this, SNL. From SNL, yeah. that's my favorite. Those are too. my favorite. The reason why they're my favorite is because of Kev, my husband. For all of you listens, listeners out there, his name is is Kev. Baldy. He's a baldy. He's a big boy, big bald boy, and uh, at the time he had fifteen hair. On his head, <laughs> and he let me take a tiny little curling iron to them. Did he oh my god, that is amazing! And it's so I curled those fifteen hairs like a motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> and I made him look as close to a bigger, heavier That's Will Ferrell as I could. That's we great. had those costumes and you guys made, actually did and we the did cheer. the perfect yeah, chair. Yeah, we took a thing. boom box. Our friends Carmen and Corey were having a Halloween party and. We took a boom box and we did the perfect chair. What What is the chair again? And I, I actually, being the actress, completely fell apart in hilarity in the Kev middle of so the chair because Kev was so good. Yeah. And I was coming through his <laughs> le- legs going, who's that Spartan in my teepee? It's me. It's me. And I was going <laughs> through his legs doing it and he did it. It's me perfectly, so which is so out Unlike of character. Kev, yeah. Kev's like super quiet, super chill. Yeah, the totally, most easygoing human of all totally time. Totally just chill, and and he did <laughs> that awesome. like a freaking beast. I've never been so proud, <laughs> but I've also never laughed so hard in my entire life. Yeah, Which actually, every time too. I've laughed, the hardest in my life has been with him. Oh, that's have so cute. You're no, just it the isn't. Cutest. It isn't oh to God. him. He so never right. liked it. So romantic. He wasn't. He wasn't loving any time that I laughed that hard with him because it was usually at his expense. Yeah, laughed at him <laughs> many, many times. Have I thrown him some serious practical jokes that he couldn't handle? I always do something cool for Halloween. I usually like paint my face or do something really sweet, like zombie-like. But I've never done anything extravagant with a costume. No, ever. I think you have it. That year you were Gandhi. Gandhi. Gandhi oh, was Gandhi. awesome. Yeah, that yeah. Was when the, I was, was Gandhi, it was dope. It was legit. That it was, was sweet. That was an incredible costume. That the bald was the cap. When I saw this, that, I thought bald cap, the toga. I painted myself brown. Uh, you know, I got no backlash for yeah, that. Yeah, what year no. was that have been? That, that was the same year Frankie went as. Is that the same year? No, 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 not the same year. He went that before. That was the same that year. That might have been the same no, year, No, it was dude. the same what year. What year? Try and remember what year that was. 2013. Okay, that was 
two years before. Okay, yeah. and then Frankie, maybe, you so might I, as well, I, let's, let's well, tell well, these people as, about well, that. Okay, I went as Gandhi, painted myself brown, and because it's Gandhi, um, I had no backlash. Um, and it was, I was shocked. It was a big positive. But you know what? That was before the whole, you yeah. can't no. dress up a certain way. I think so. I don't that's think so. I, I think it no. just wasn't as crazy as it would be now had you people done yeah and like, i guess how it, can you but get it, it definitely still probably like surprised that you didn't get very much back well, how maybe can, it's because gandhi is like yeah how a, can you get mad at that saint, yeah. on the other hand frankie you got a lot of backlash yeah well actually at the time i got zero when i did it so i dressed up i think it would have been 2000 and let Actually, it was the same year, dude. It no, was. You, were you? Because I remember it seeing pictures. It was the pictures. same exact year, dude. Oh, okay, it was 2013 or 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was before the whole um, censorship thing and the whole yeah. cultural appropriation. Okay, but let's thing. tell these 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 yeah, it, what it, happened. It might have been like 2012, 2013. Uh, I was living in Vancouver at the time, and uh, I thought it was gonna be a hilarious idea to dress up as Lil Weezy, Lil Wayne. Oh my god. For Halloween. <laughs> and so I spent literally great costume. A, like hours upon hours gathering all the stuff I would need. I you know, I needed the wife beater. I needed to find the perfect dreads that would fall on my hair and look just like Lil Weezy. And the gold teeth. And the and I had to figure out the grill, which ended up I think just being tinfoil straight up. Oh, oh tinfoil yeah. teeth. Ouch. Yeah, Mitch. Yeah, I think I had to suck it up. Ugh. Um, and then what else? And then I had to, uh, print off an image of him and get all of his tattoos perfectly so that I could draw them on my face. Cause he had a bunch of face tats. Amazing. And then of course I got the brown paint. <clears throat> yeah. And there and it that, is. And, and there it is. There no, it no, no, no. is. The, the brown paint. No, no, no. It wasn't a very problem. Wrong. It wasn't a problem in that year until a year after. Yeah. So here's the, yeah, so here's the thing. But like. No, 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 no. Here's Whoa, the thing. I know what. We we did it, and the thought hadn't occurred to me until I got on the bus to bus to the party that we were going to. The party was a it was a lacrosse party. I played on the lacrosse team, and it was the biggest party I've ever been to in my life. It was at one of the lax houses. Five hundred people showed up. The cops came, and they literally just left because it was too big. They're like, we can't do anything. Oh. And, and so <laughs> awesome. I didn't realize until we got on the bus that it might be it's like some people might take issue with the fact that I'm painted brown. Yeah. yeah. So and and just to put context to it, I had dressed up as Jimi Hendrix in the past one year. I dressed up as Don King both times painted myself brown. No problems from anybody. But we we're also in rural Saskatchewan. Very white. Very, uh, you know. Maybe Hail this, Billy. maybe Hillbilly. The, maybe this time you just had a different shade of brown. No, same maybe, shade, maybe same it was a little and, blonder. And no, it, you know what? The though? costume was fucking it legit. Was, it was perfect. It, you looked exactly I looked like, like Lil, Lil Wayne. Wayne. I I will share a picture of it on the Elevators Facebook page. You guys can hate on it all you want, but it is what it is. It happened however many years ago. So at the time when and I, do you regret it? No. There and I go. and I wouldn't regret it today. Because what was your intention behind it? I think that so okay, so I got on the bus, people were looking at me. I felt a little weird. We got to the party and the very first person that I see at the party is a black dude on the football team, on the SFU football team, giant. Like 
like literally he's like either a D lineman or an O lineman. Like I'm talking 275 pounds. So six, 10, eight. just to put that into perspective, that's 10 Frankies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10 Frankies, but he probably had a smaller penis than me. Anyways. Uh, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Well, just come and on. There's he's, another lie. He, he's black. He definitely <laughs> so, doesn't. It's a white lie. Um, no, but, uh, but so then I got there and that's the first person I see. Me and him immediately lock eyes like, I started panicking inside of my body. I'm like, I'm about to get fucking laid out right now. Like, I didn't know him. Didn't so, know anything about the So, but that's what's interesting is that feeling right there oh, means that subconsciously somewhere, yeah, you knew that maybe that's not yeah, the but right th- thing to I, do. But I don't think it's the wrong thing to do either. That's why I did no, it. No, because you were being. I know what um, you're. I know. So, what so you're for saying. me, for me. It when was, you go, especially me, if you're the, a theater person too, which you are a little bit, yeah. if you're going to be authentic to a character that you're committing to, you're yeah. going all the way, which is what you did. Yeah. I mean, how can you be Lil Wheezy and be white? You can't. You can't. And for me, it was all about a good costume. And even to this day, I would put my foot down and do it again because... Yeah, yeah. So he saw you. So he oh, saw yeah, me. And the, and the first thing... He said, we looked, we looked at each other and I'm starting to panic a little bit, but not really because I, f- I feel confident in my decision. And he looks at me, he's like, young Wheezy, what up my brother? He gives me a fucking <laughs> chest bump and we're friends all night. He was like my bro all night long. You were his brother. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I guess I was. And, and like at the time I, I truthfully didn't feel like i was offending anyone there was tons of black people at the party nobody gave me any grind and then fast forward i think I you made, shared it you reshared it yeah no no later. no no it was more than a year it was maybe two years ago hmm. so like let's say 2016 uh, or something i put it as my profile picture during halloween Ooh. i i i just wanted to see because you know me i like to test yeah, especially I, on facebook oh, i fucking I like always do that shit dude on this day and age i man. love to do that shit on facebook because yeah. i love to you create love to a do dialogue. it everywhere yeah let's I, be honest yeah, honestly i love to just create an open dialogue you and like hear to what push people say people's yeah buttons. yeah because honestly i'm not scared about it and so i did that i posted it and immediately fucking like the first comment was commenting about blackface and how insanely uh, insensitive I was. Another person said, um, like, are you just trying to be a fucking asshole? Or, like, do you realize this is insensitive? And blah, blah, blah. And Did you get any of that in 2013 when you put it on Facebook? No, zero, dude. See, Everyone thought it was a deadly costume. See, that's the times, man. Yeah, yeah. but you know what? Like looking back and in hindsight, if I were to think about, does that mean people got smarter, or does that mean people just got more sensitive? More sensitive. I think hypersensitivity. In these last, I think hypersensitivity. Five, six years, it's been extremely. You can't. You can't. It's been tumultuous. Oh, it's politically, bad. it's you tumultuous. Can't, you can't joke about it anymore. You can't. And I wasn't even joking about it. That was the thing. It was like in my mind, I couldn't do a costume of Lil Weezy without painting myself black. None of my intentions were related to blackface or None racism. Of, or racism. Or racism dude, you were just being people. little weasy. I'm not even white. Like I'm, yeah. I'm fifty percent white, so I'm not even a full whitey. So, yeah. so just uh, I want to challenge but that a the, bit. The white that you do have in you is definitely in your pants. 
<laughs> no offense white brothers yeah, yeah i got those white boy calves so 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 we think that people just got hypersensitive and i totally agree with that you when you first posted that picture no big deal everyone thought it was the sweetest costume you reshared it four years later or whatever and then boom you got this massive backlash yeah. because people are becoming pretty sensitive to racial mm-hmm. issues um particularly now in 2018 um, and I understand. I get that. I, but I now understand. why okay. they are for well, okay, sure. Okay. Let me let me finish. So you are in 2013. You dress up as Lil Weezy. In 2013, if you were dressing up as Pocahontas, yeah, is that race racist? Uh, then? It should I, be I, the same thing. It, it could it could have been should racist be. then for sure. Like uh, like po- I, I feel Poco like Pocahontas has been racist forever. The headdress, white people wearing the yeah. headdresses, um, like that's brutal. If that's man. what one okay. considers racist. Yeah, like here's my thing. Here's my thing. Okay, I'm not racist. Like here's how here's how I look at it. I'm not racist. I know that my intentions weren't to be racist. Of my intentions weren't anything racially motivated at all, other than making a deadly costume. And I, while I want to be sensitive to black people, just based on the history and the culture and everything that's happened in the past, I'm completely sensitive to that. Like, I am completely aware of it and everything. I just, you can't be a little wheezy without painting yourself black. Yeah, so, you can't be Gandhi. It was, it was the best. I guess that and that's where that's a good point because you can be Aboriginal. For Halloween and not wear a headdress, whereas you can't be Lil Weezy and be white. People and you'd be like, "What? Who are and you?" I like, can't be Gandhi and be white. No. Like that—that's what I mean. So, so I guess that that—that's kind of a cool point. I—I—I I, I, I I, I am sensitive. To, are, I am sensitive to people's hypersensitivity, but at the end of the day, I don't really give a fuck because yeah, exactly, I know which means you're not really sensitive. No, no, to it means it means I know my intentions. I know that I didn't mean what they're trying to tell me that I meant. So if they want to get upset about it, I will allow them to get upset. It's completely their right. It's mm-hmm. totally Absolutely. within their, um, you know, if they want to get upset about it, get upset. But it your has intention, nothing to do with yeah. me. Your intention you know, wasn't even to do with you know race. It no. was to do with actually a character. You know what I fucking, fucking hate about the hypersensitivity thing is like, why the hell are these hypersensitive millennials not wanting to actually have a conversation, see both sides? Like, what the hell is with people? Nobody yeah. wants to see both sides anymore. I agree. Nobody I feel like wants it, to talk about... I don't about, know if it's a want thing or as if it's more a can't thing. Nobody like, I just don't think can People talk. can think outside of their box anymore. I don't think a lot of people are even... Like you speak of millennials, I don't think a lot of people are raised to be. Uh, I shouldn't say that because that's so not true. There's a lot of people I know that are raised <laughs> no, really, I, I to think be tolerable it, of everybody's belief systems, but like I just think that there's a lot of people that don't really exercise that golden rule in their house anymore, which is put yourself in someone else's shoes mm-hmm. and treat other people how you want to be treated. Yeah, you know what? I feel like social media has made binaries sort of become this very black and white situation. Like us versus them. Uh, you know, if you're 
if you're gay and I'm straight, there's no sort of dialogue that we t- actually you know what are uh, open to these days. You know what, man? Gay and straight. No, I, no, I mean uh, binaries. No, 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 no. I mean like the the us versus them. Whether it's yeah, racism, sure. whether no. it's I gender think, or yeah. anything. I think gay but people you know have what? done a pretty good job, um, kind of separating themselves from that black and white. They've done a good job. I disagree. You know what? I've I, been I seen so many times as being hypersensitive because. I mean, as you guys for sure know, I have uh, huge issues with um, racism. I have huge issues with uh, feminism. Feminism. I have huge issues with uh, anyone being down on the L- LGBTQ ten forty WRC WD forty community forty five SPF thirty huge. Huge. Uh, preface, I am, that, preface that by saying we have lots of gay friends and very much transgender so. one friends. Of my besties, yeah. One of my besties. Don't get gay. mad. Yep. This is the thing. We have so many, uh, especially us, because we've been outside the box, both of us. And um, we have so many people of uh, other races that are our friends. We have so many people that are uh, gay, transgender, that are our friends. Because we haven't just been... Um, staying in Moose Jaw our whole lives and I'm not saying that there aren't a lot of those people here in Moose Jaw because there are it's just that they're afraid to be who they are here because it's yeah. still a little bit yeah, totally. behind I, I feel See, like I think a I, lot of movements right now it's coming but it's <clears throat> I think a lot, of, a lot of social movement helping. a lot of social movements right now are doing a good job in my opinion at, at not being so black and white and not being so right. us versus them. I however, however, I think like one of the worst is feminism. And I think that yeah, that is a very right. us versus them movement. It is right now because of radical feminists, not traditional feminists, which I'm a traditional feminist and I'm very, very passionate about that. Uh, you could little know radical. that little radical, but I'm oh, not radical God, I'm in any kidding. way. I think radical in any form is brutal. I it just is. Think it's that, awful. I just think that, Tolerance is key. I just think the feminism is a really hot topic right now. Um, so, you have T. Just going back to what you were saying, though, just real quick. Um, I agree with you. I do think that, like, I guess the dialogue is definitely uh, more well-rounded, more represent, more represented. I guess what I meant to say earlier was that um, the people take sides a lot more viciously and a lot more like I'm with this side these days than they did before. At least it feels like that. I don't have any science to back that up or anything, but it feels to me like people take sides a lot more like fiercely. So I disagree. Why? Yeah. You know, I because of the household I grew up in and my parents politically were on opposite sides of each other. They were, um, not only politically on opposite sides, but they were also of the 60s and 50s. And in the 60s, there were people viciously on this side or that. Yeah, but it's still the same. Still the same. If we're talking politics, no, I'm mean, not talking politics. I'm talking oh, binaries. Like, oh, okay. Like any type of binary that exists in our world, whether whether it's political, whether it's racial, whether it's gender, whether it's religion, fucking yeah, whether it's music, like I like punk music, fuck hip hop, like anything, <laughs> right? Like yeah. any type of binary, I feel like is just a lot more 
eh. close minded. Like, yeah, like this is us. Yeah. And this is you. And while there, the dialogue is growing and while there is sort of it's slowly becoming a conversation, I feel like we're still light years away and I feel like we should already be there like yeah the way we have conversations about things we disagree on i feel like that should kind of be the, the that's the more on a okay, wide, so wide gonna, scale that's what i mean though nobody is willing to be objective nowadays honestly it's impossible to be objective to enlighten uh, our listeners honestly, what he means by the way we are as our family gatherings quite often are conversations yeah. in all of these topics where many of us sit on different it's not different impossible sides. to be objective by it, the way no not it not. is impossible to be objective no it's no, not it how can you be objective you because can be you objective. can because how? you can look you can no be, no you can pretend to be objective you can't be objective you still bring in any in, way no like, what are you saying you still bring in all of your own experiences and thoughts into whatever it is you say you can't be objective so what the goal should be is to just be subjective but respectful and open to other perspectives well it's impossible to be objective you can't look ob- at this glass look at him he's objectivity really though obje- <laughs> but you're you that's not the that's not the definition hey, let me hit, of let me hit some weed I don't i think i <laughs> think it's actually quite um it, it, it's not interesting to see you this passionate because about I, 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 I you ge- rarely get this that's not the definition of objectivity though objectivity is willing to see both sides of an argument and willing to not side with one or the no, other. No, that's not and the be, definition of objectivity. Yeah. No. Break the, out the Webster's. The de- no, no. The definition of objectivity is to objectively have a, say a statement and have no type of influence based on what it is. Like we can objectively. I can easily do that. We can objectively say that this wall is white. We can objectively say that. But you can't on a topic, you can't objectively talk about trump you can't objectively talk about uh gender because you bring in all of your own influences all of your own experiences all of the things that brought you into this world so? and the social constructs that built you you can't you can you can maybe think about things objectively but you can't be objective it's okay impossible. so the goal should be to really try your Try to put yourself in the other yes. opposing be position be and be empathetic. Yeah, like yeah. be subjective is okay. the goal. Be okay. subjective but empathetic. Okay, are you okay though? No, like, I'm. You seem I'm upset. High. I, I, I'm, I'm Do we have upset. any blood pressure medication? It's not. Right it's not good to be subjective though. It is. Why? Why would we lie and say we're objective when we're actually not? Why because not be subjective but with an objective mind? Well, yeah, you can do that. I'm really tired of arguing about subjection yeah. and objection. Yeah, no, I think I don't know why. Objective vision? I don't know. Objective Objectivity. It's probably just a little, Objectivity. Just a little there it over is. your head. There it is. Hey, but um <laughs> but it's like like mainstream news sources, Kim, for example, claim to be objective. When we all know that they're not Fox News claims to be objective, but they aren't. Oh. Yeah, the, do they even they, claim they, it? They do claim it though. They don't claim it. They do claim it, guys. Good god. Okay. Fox News does not claim well, there isn't why a news sp- program out there spend, that is objective. Why did I spend fifty grand on my education if that's what they taught me? Well, because I don't I mean, know, you, you could have been like me and got it for I free. Dude, just you got a liberal, a, you got a liberal arts education, man. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it, Canadian you, you, education. Yeah, let's just get off the topic. Yeah, of objectivity. let's move that. Okay, but anyways, we were talking 
about yeah, binaries and we were talking and you were talking about how everyone is us versus them mm-hmm. and you and guys before i interrupted you guys you guys were talking about radical feminism and feminism and yeah yeah all that shit yeah, all that shit that no one really cares. I'm actually, uh, yeah, going to take offense. I care deeply about I yeah, care yeah. as well. And Subjects. and for the record, I think we can safely say we're all feminists. I love the ladies. I okay. love, what's that? Oh, uh, fucking Sean Williams. Yeah. I love So the by ladies. feminism, let's be clear about the definition of feminism, which is equality. Yeah. Yes, not 100%. this future is female. That, right. That's yeah. so unequal. You know what? That pisses me off. I, I understand. Every time I hear the future is female, I'm like, that is not equal. I think what yeah, that is trying to say, though, and I understand what you're saying, um, but I think what what is trying to be... Um, I think the objective there <laughs> with... <laughs> With the future as female is to really speak out to these women that are against, like we've spoken about this. There's so many women out there that are against um, us, against feminism and seriously. And um, what's hard about that, and we've spoken about this before, is I know, like I know so many women that I've always said, and this is kind of maybe a rude way of saying it, but I've always said they share their husband's brains, which which means that if their husband uh, thinks this way politically and thinks this way and thinks this way, then they automatically side with them because they just believe everything their husband said instead of maybe maybe try and think for yourself and maybe try and form your own opinion from your own experiences. And, and so many, that's a feminist thing. I think that it's against, it's an anti-feminist thing because we've, we're, we're in a different, um, feminism and feminists are in a different spot entirely than religion, race and all of the others. We're in a spot where we have our own people against us. Mm -hmm. So it's a very tough conversation because if you have a conversation with one of those women who do side with everything their husband said, I'll interject though and say say there are races that face internalized racism. So there are races that are against their own races. However, keep going. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) It's true though. But okay. Well, I, I didn't know that. So it's a small. It's a small. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. But with yeah. feminists, it's difficult because these women f- believe they're feminists. Mm-hmm. They believe they're, you know, they're for equality, but yet they aren't thinking for themselves, and they're no. just believing everything that their husbands or for maybe sure. some, maybe their Trump. father have told them. Yeah, and they're voting Trump. But I feel like that's just families. Like families vote. But for I. Whatever but that's not think. our family, yeah. right? So Everyone. it's yeah, hard we're for me. Very unique. Exactly. We're not. We're but it's not hard for me standard. to understand, and it's easy for me to see when it's not the case in other people's lives. So for me, um, all I want as a feminist is not any radical. I don't believe we're better than men. I don't believe we can do more. I think that there's physiological differences between us that enable one maybe to do more than the other. And that's fine. But in all sense of the words by brain power alone, we are equal. Yeah. I, I love women and I love feminism. I was raised by really strong women. 
I've been surrounded by very successful women, women who are great mothers. I'm all for equality of men and women. Says I the do, fox boy. I do think. <laughs> Touche. I do think. Let me let me go on though. I do think in the last five years, it's become. Radical. It's become a social issue that has taken a turn for the worst. And I compare it to the LGBTQ community. RCSPT. Yeah. And I compare it to that community in the fact that the LGBTQ community has made such waves and has done so well in the last decade because they have been inclusive to the opposition. They've been willing to hear the opposition out. They've been willing to take them their issues politically and willing to really take a stand and and change people's minds and and show them that this is what can be done whereas feminism is really us versus them but i, I don't uh, think you can I, compare I, the two, I never Tony. i think you can i well, never you can't because here, here, they don't I'm, have people I'm, against I'm, them okay i'm still going but what i you mean think they don't have people against them they don't have their own people against them who no 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 who the LGBTQ? Oh man, there's there's like Milo. <laughs> Jesus, you quit making me say that. No, of course they have their own people against them. You can't say that You're feminism not, is okay, unique I'm not in that done. respect. Here, what about Milo? Deal. Whatever his face is. Yeah, Milo, yellow, yellow, pawn, and yeah, this he is a. Anyways, this is He's why a gay I man against gay people. Yes, literally, literally. Oh. Anyways, this is, is he one like there's not a lot of them. Is no, there? but they exist. You can't pretend that. But not it's like unique. feminists. Right, but I think the biggest thing No, not is, like feminists. No. You're right. Anyways, what I was saying is I think the feminist movement is really failing and really facing a lot of backlash because they are unwilling to really take in the opposition, to understand patriarchy. I'm not saying they have to accept patriarchy. <laughs> patriarchy is fucking brutal. But they need to take in the opposition to have some sort of narrative with the opposition to change the minds of the opposition, take things politically. And I think that radical feminism has really failed to do that. Radical feminism has been us versus them. Do you them, have any has suggestions? Been, has been women. I just said, has no, been women against men. No, I mean, do you have any suggestions men. on how a conversation like that would go? Uh, it starts with just building a narrative with so, just like not building here. a narrative. And, I think and it starts, an open line and of- it starts with all of the radical radical feminists yeah but they don't believe they're radical so how do you yeah, convince them true. that they're yeah, radical but, they yeah, believe they're feminists yeah, they don't n- they look at themselves as radical there, feminists. there are different yes there are some that declare themselves as radical feminists right okay right. well I, i'm just saying i'm just saying the future isn't female yeah. and that needs to oh. get the fuck is, out of society okay, the future but, is but everyone not. okay okay I'm like, not saying that. Up. I just it, said the future down. is everyone. I want to explain. Oh, everyone's that. getting passionate. I just yeah. said the future is the future is everyone. It's usually me. No doubt, but the future is everyone. The future is not female. The future is not male. The future is not LGBT. The future is not black. The future is the future is everyone. I think you're taking that. You sound a little. super racist and very sexist, and I don't appreciate. I think you're taking it <laughs> too kidding. literal, Tone. I think you're taking that the future is female too literal. What it's been for us for no, so disagree. many years. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take okay, that you shit You can, literal. but I'm not done yet. So I'm, disagree when yeah, I'm done. No, no, but I was just saying he's looking at it from the radical perspective. He's not. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go again. So what I'm saying is I think that if you look at it in a, in a manner of what the true message is behind the future is female is that it's the, the past has always been male. 
So I think the message that's trying trying to be projected there is that we're going to own we're going to own our own selves going that's not going the message yeah, the, the past was always that's your message that's past, your interpretation the past was always and, straight too and, and look at and look his. at the gay community right so the, can i not have my own interpretation no, no, I, if you, he's gonna you, have his you, no no i'm not saying at all any okay. of that here here's my look at first it. off the past okay, was just, the past was also straight <laughs> i'll just not talk about this at all okay the past was also straight and now it is inclusive with gay people I and think straight that people. You're, I think that you can't. I really don't believe yeah, that you true. can it's compare. Yeah, it is. Dude, in, in Greek, in the 1300s, I can come back later if you want to talk to me later. That's yeah. not the point. Okay, here's here's what I'm trying to say is I think that your, your comparison of the LG. BQT no, RESPCT WD40 community WD40, exactly. is SPF30. Not, you cannot compare that to feminism. I disagree. Feminists, feminists, because I know you disagree, and I'm, I'm trying to tell you why I don't believe that you can compare the two. Because in no way are the two groups, even politically, the same. In no way. How are they politically they, different? They are an oppressed group. And and I believe that that makes them very similar. No, the way you can compare them is because they're both underrepresented groups in society. In the societal conversation, they're well, both... Well, I think Tony thinks that they have better representation in the LGBTQT. No, no, no. Jesus. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The first and second wave of feminism was it... The goals and motivations were clearly defined and they accomplished... The goals that they set out for. Whereas in this wave of feminism, it reminds me a little bit of like the Occupy movement in Occupy Wall Street, where at first the goal was clear, like the 1%, we need to stop the 1%. But then a bunch of radicalists came in, they fucking set up Tent City, and the whole kind of goal was lost in the sort of radical narrative that was created through the Occupy movement. It's similar with um, feminism, at least the way I see it, is like feminism, when you think about it in a moderately, when you think about it as a theory or as an ideology or as, you know, just this movement, this, let's say the third wave of feminism, when you think about it, it sounds ideal. Like it's, it sounds r like the way it should be. But when you put it into practice, and when you kind of have radical feminists leading this movement, the the goals that were set in the beginning sort of get lost because you have radical feminists trying to sort of um, take charge and overpower men instead of take charge for the equality of humans as who cares about gender, who cares about... For sure. Okay, so what do you think... I, and I don't have the solution if that's I your question. I don't disagree with you completely there. Someone much but what do you think has the solution. is the goal of the radical feminists? What do you think they're trying to achieve right now? I genuinely think that if we're talking radical, radical feminism. No, I'm just talking about this wave of feminism right now. No, no, now, you said radical though. Which, yeah, can be a little, but I don't, I don't, or, I kind of disagree with Tony. So or I'm trying feminism. to get your take on this. What is your, 
what do you think the message they're trying to portray? What do you think their third goals wave are or right radical feminist? Just feminism. Third. Feminism as a yes. whole. Um, I truthfully think that the biggest barriers right now between men and women are um, rep, rep, it comes down to kind of representation. Like, What do you think everything. they're trying to achieve? Yeah, but women are dominating equal, universities Equal now. representation, yeah. But men are dominating photography. All the white men are CEOs. I, and, get, I and, get that. No, but this is what I'm, I'm saying, saying is repre- representation. I understand things are changing and for good reason. They should be changing. But w- she asked me the question, what do you think is the motivation of this third wave? And I mean, I'm sure there's a I lot of uni- universe. Yeah, it like could be fourth wave. You're right. You're right. There is already been a third wave. Okay. Let's say fourth wave or fourth X wave. wave or whatever. Fucking whatever. Millennial Just wave. Just answer yeah. the question. I, I generally think it's um, the goal is representation. The goal so is to be represented completely on the a level playing field as men, whether it's okay. in photography, whether it's in yeah, it CEOs, doesn't matter. But so but what do you think? I think that goal gets lost. No, no, no. Just wait. So if that's the goal of this wave, this current wave, so then what do you think is the goal, and what do you think they're trying to achieve with the radical movement of currently that we're yeah that we're experiencing um i i i think that they have this the same goals as what i just said about feminism as a whole but i think that's that they're maybe subconsciously unaware um of how to achieve that goal like i think that i think that maybe they get sort of lost in in trying to achieve that goal okay so i kind of agree with you like i i think that subconsciously they're i don't want to say overzealous because i mean fuck we got to do something right but i feel like at the same time they're trying to dethrone men but yeah i think that they're losing um i guess what tony was saying i do agree with you there i think they're losing maybe the the opposition they are and and the oppositional and and their ability to understand us by coming across so i am woman hear me roar instead of i'm your equal Mm -hmm. like let's let's just do this can we just do this like does it matter who's sitting in the freaking ceo chair does it really matter if let's the the most the best person be there yeah, the like, thing is, 100%. the thing is, is that yeah, radical feminists. Can I just take a minute? This is so us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like going back, like representation, for example, like I think that the goal of feminism obviously is to be represented equally as men. Radical feminism kind of loses that in the sense that they. They kind of want to overpower and dethrone men. Well, I think that I think that there is definite uh, reasons behind that, because I think a lot of radical feminists, not not just because of um, oppression, um, but more so, there's a lot of women out there that are angry, and they're angry because they haven't they should be angry. Though. Yeah, they absolutely should. Nobody's be angry. saying they shouldn't. But be. I think that 
you know, you get some women that are submissive and are. I like those ones. Maybe. <laughs> oh God. He's lying. Boy by the way, again. Um, you get a lot of those women that are fearful and and shit has happened you get to them. Men Hard like that shit too. has happened to them because of the man. And then you get women in there that want to speak for them. Yeah. And you get women in and there that, that want to stick up for them and they're angry women because they've yeah. seen this pain and maybe they've been through that pain and they're fucking done. Yeah. So they're coming at you with all guns blazing because they're mm-hmm. fucking done. So they're angry and they want to they want to stick up for those women that maybe didn't have a voice or couldn't use their voice and so they come all guns blazing and we're losing the message and with the anger I actually completely agree with yeah, that yeah you know what it's cool to hear that like it's refreshing to hear the realness of that over the the craziness of, of radical feminists well, like it's, it's refreshing of- to hear you actually say like we're fucking tired like that's why the shit's going on, you yeah. know, because you just need a reminder. There's a lot, like you can't, I don't know one woman, not one that hasn't been sexually harassed. Oh, for sure. Not one. 100%. 100%. I'm not kidding you. And I mean, uh, Completely now, agree. now there is, uh, there. that's gone a little overboard too, for because sure. I know a lot of women who have totally jumped on board with yeah. it and freaking had yeah, fun with it, with didn't it. take yeah. it, didn't take it offensively, but I know. For sure. That I know. Every woman I know has had something happen to them because, mm-hmm. and I mean, when you aren't physiologically as strong as man. I mean, yeah. that's proven, yep. That, <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass Nobody. later and I'm going to prove you wrong. Anyways, yeah, that's probably true. That's what I'm saying. When you, when you can actually, when you don't have the ability and then, and then no one believes you. On yeah. top of it all. You so know, you're really literally think of yourself as nothing. You have yeah. no fucking hope in hell. You know, you know? you, you yeah, kind of uncovered good. something there that I hadn't thought about before. Um, kind of the fact that we have sort of the leaders of the feminist wave, whatever, the fourth feminist wave. They're the ones leading the charge, but they're almost speaking from a voice that isn't inherently their Bears. own. That's and I and I really think that that kind of um, when you said that I just like something clicked in my mind. It's like, what if every woman shared their own voice? How much? How oh, how much be, progress the movement would be. make? We would right? be where we want to. But be. we have other people, women, trying to speak for other women that don't necessarily understand being in their shoes the same way that I wouldn't understand not being the in their same shoes. way but but yeah they, not the same way but, but just, they em- empathize deeply right? yeah they yeah, yeah it, their intentions are good yeah but it just comes across as radical and and, and it angry. is politically it mm-hmm. is radical they are the leaders of the the movement at least it feels like to me they're trying to kind of not be equals but be sort of the next, like, as well, you say, the like future I is said, There's a lot of angry women out there. And then not only that, but we're faced and this is, this is what might make me an angry feminist is what I was saying earlier. Then you get the women out there that 
claim to be feminists and claim to want equality and probably some in some twisted way think that they are, but they don't well, portray it in any part of right. their life. And so it's so frustrating to women like me who I wouldn't claim to be a radical feminist. I know I'm not. I'm very much a traditional feminist. I believe I'm equal to my husband. I believe my daughter is equal to my son. But And, and we all believe that way, and if they don't, I'll fucking make them. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if, if, if you're faced with all of these women that, and there's a lot of them, if you're faced with a lot of these women who actually just side with their husbands because they don't feel that they're smart enough or have the time. This could even be even more so have the time to do the research it takes to maybe form their own opinion on a certain matter or, or do the research because they're too busy doing everything for their, I know a woman right yeah, now. But how I do probably they, shouldn't say this, how do, but how do they I know not? a woman right now who is literally doing everything she can, but wipe her husband's ass because why isn't she wiping his ass yeah she should definitely do that how is she not wiping his ass That's but uh, you know what you because know what he's sick and it's just like fuck oh he's sick when we're oh. sick oh he's and sick and i'm not then, talking oh, ill for I'm sure wipe his ass sick oh you're talking what are you it's like talking? awesome like sick like it's no i'm not ta- well, define you know what it. i'm saying like, i don't understand he's not oh he's, he's not sick, gonna die he's a sick piece of shit oh but he's he's he has a cold he's a little sick and she is literally bending over backwards, doing absolutely everything because he pouts. Well, he boys, pouts. men are babies when they're babies sick. when they're sick. And man. also, let him pout and let her take care of him. That's beautiful. Uh, no, no, you can take care of him. Absolutely, we take care of each other. She sounds a little radical to me. But, but if you're not being taken care of too, right. when you're sick and you're not, yeah, and yeah. this is another thing we face. But that's very just often. him being a fucking dick cunt. Yeah, <laughs> I Jeez. prefer Dick. But. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I need a cigarette after that. To but make. that. But what I'm saying is, you guys don't understand how frustrating it is. You won't understand how You're frustrating right. it is because you can't. But you don't understand how frustrating it is for someone like me who my mom went through and like all hailed to grandma because she was she is the woman yeah. that I look up to. Yeah, I, I mean, her and I just had this incredible conversation the other night. Mom, hi, if you're if you're out there. Um, oh, she's out there. She's she's incredible she probably conversation. has the Kleenex box out already. So my mama Shout out Benji. had a really hard and horrible relationship with my biological father. Um, Shout out Jeff. And found herself in a position uh, <laughs> with packing her bags all of her lifely life belongings in a garbage bag literally a garbage bag and her two little girls who were 18 months and four and a half years old and stuck us on a bus and came all the way from vancouver to musha with a garbage bag and that's it full Mm -hmm. of stuff because she couldn't live under his thumb anymore and her mom came to her and told her that she blamed herself So my mom looks at this woman who she adores, who she looks up to and sees how she was quite submissive and subservient with her husband all through her life. And she's blaming herself because my mom just couldn't do it anymore. 
And then my mom has these two little girls that she's looking at. She's single. She's coming from freaking Vancouver to Moose Jaw in the early 70s with knowing no one, having to go to night school, having to go uh, work all day, raise two little girls on her own with nothing, like nothing. Yep. And there was no way. She looked at us and she's like, there's no way you will ever, ever depend on a man you won't depend on a man and so what i've raised my children to believe is you want the love of your life in in my daughter's case you want your husband you don't need your husband That's awesome. you need to have a clear definition of of who you are so you want these people in your life because and you choose to have them but you never need that because that's how I was raised. And my mom looked at her mother it, with tears in her eyes thinking, no, this is, what do you mean this is your fault? This isn't your fault. Like, how could you she ever think herself. this? She Right. No, she's I'm getting like, all the glimpse. You saw me do everything um, your, your yeah, father told me to do. Really and so I did. Generational. You know it is. You know what's kind of interesting is... <clears throat> that's being, crazy, though. That's a great story. Being a, being a woman in today's world is 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 harder in some ways but is so much easier in other oh, ways yeah well it's better you know right? what i mean easier like, than what well than, than the 60s. what you just described yeah, yeah. than what it used to be yeah oh, like yeah. that we like can all agree in, there in, in some ways it's harder because like the male gaze is something that's more intense than ever right now but in the male gaze the male gaze like feeling like you're like the you're, gay community? Are you talking about gay men? No, no, the male gaze, G A Z E. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, wait, no, wait a minute. Did we just go off track. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, for uh, so for yeah, I thought you, we were saying LGBTQ. Well, well for you, un- I said it, I said it for you, uneducated folk. Um, the male gaze is basically living your life as though you're always under the male sort of gaze, yeah. Under his thumb is uh, what we yeah, used to call it. Yeah, but, you know, we're a little more educated now, so we call it the male gaze. Um, I just heard patriarchy. I think that's the... Uh, yeah, but... That's um, a system, I guess. No, no, but, yeah, male gaze is like an actual theory in feminism. Oh, okay. I didn't, um, I'm, not, I'm unaware. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, unaware. no, you're... The male gaze. Yeah. Um, but, so, it, I just find it interesting, like, in today's world, that it's actually, like, harder, but easier, and it, it's almost like... It's like a give and take. Like you think it's getting better, but in other areas it's getting harder. Well, it's hard to get your point across when, when all you want to, like when all you want to do is be understood and be treated like it's, you know, it all comes into play with men for me when I have conversations with other men about feminism. It's so much easier to have these conversations when they have daughters. Yeah. And when they don't have daughters. It is a really difficult conversation. Like it's I don't just have a like Feels no, like but you guys were easy. raised by us. So yeah, you I, no no no. You were raised by a very strong female we were. group of people. Yeah. And definitely. lots 100%. of people aren't. I mean, we can we can go off track even more and like like even with my daycare, yeah. I see it all the time. I've seen like I've taken care of people who have just two boys and just two girls and a boy and a girl. And you know, I've seen these kids over the years and I know 
and this is digressing, but it's interesting to me that when you have a daughter, you have the no means no conversation. Yeah. A lot of people that have just sons, sons forget that it. conversation. Right. Yeah. And so we're, and we're not all raising our sons to be these, Yeah. I, I still want to say feminism, feminists, even though that's not really what it is it's just i was uh, a gentleman really but no that's cool i like that but I, I it's was, true like you forget to have the conversations when you are just when you just have males surrounding you it's not that they wouldn't think of you as an equal it's just that no one has those conversations yeah yeah mom was really good at that with frank and i yeah, yeah. of course she was well i mean i couldn't you didn't have a chance we couldn't even talk back we to were her, raised so. by a, an yeah. ultimate traditional feminist yeah, yeah. You know what? I was just listening to this uh, podcast series. I forget the name of it. The name escapes me. But it was about, um, basically it was about a woman's experience in life. And she kind of compared it to all of her women friends and how they all have similar experiences of of being, oppressed. let's say, harassed or oppressed mm-hmm. in some way. Um, but she goes into like real life, like crazy stories. How like, you know, when you're kind of, Let's say you're on a date with a woman and you things start to get hot and heavy, but the woman makes it clear at first that she does not want to take things further, but how a guy kind of pushes mm-hmm. and pushes and keeps pushing until he kind of gets it. Because it's they like, aren't respected right. immediately. They aren't respected. Right. Well, but and that, but and that, the girl's consensual. Then. Yeah, but yeah, the, but the line wasn't. of consent. Yeah. No, 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 no. But it... it you mean the girl feels... Verbally. You mean the girl... Co- no, she it, feels sorry, coerced. It verbally. She feels like she needs. I gotta give it up. She needs to in order to please him instead of oh, worrying God, about her yeah. own. Oh God! Well, this is every what I girl was ta- has an experience yes. like that. Hundred percent. Well, this is what I was talking about with the right. fucking selfies with the with the teenage girls. Yeah. To me, in my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, ladies, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. If you really dig deep enough, in my mind, you're doing that for male appreciation. Yeah. And to me, it just doesn't need to be like that. Yeah. Like I don't want like. Don't get me wrong. I wear makeup and I get my hair done and I like to look nice because I just don't want to look like shit. That's fine. But I don't need it. I don't need to have everyone sit there and tell me I look good. Yeah. I I don't want it even. I'm just like, I'm just who I am. This series like took it to the next level though, where it was like, it was like, okay, I stated my, uh, my lines at the beginning of this. And you pushed them, and 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 eventually, I felt like I had to give it up because if I didn't, what could happen? What might would happen? be the worst? And and it could be, you know, it could be anything, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, it was just interesting when you were talking about that. It reminded me of that podcast, and uh, um, it, I, I forget the name of it. I'll try and remember it. And there's um, so many, so many stories out there, and that's that, and and it's really hard. And when you're a woman, it's so easy to put yourself there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we all have experiences that have close, very closely put us there, if they haven't yeah. at all. So it it's it's really yeah, it's a tough situation. Yeah. It's a tough argument. I mean, we don't have the solutions, but I think no. you know what if, if the woman just stays in the kitchen, does the laundry, well, then I and think there's everything the other will be- thing. So here, I mean, Frankie's <laughs> joking with you all right now, but. Honestly, no. Half like I kind of look. I'd love a sandwich. I look like a very typical on the outside. I look like Bilber. a very typical housewife. 
I have a home daycare. I'm at home. I take care of the family. I have a little baking business that I I make food for people. And I'm I'm a stay-at-home mom. And so on the outside, in all appearances, people think that, I mean, if you don't know me, people would think that I'm this yeah kind of domesticated old domesticated woman but you know what there's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with embracing that you're feminine but i'm doing it because i choose it well i'm doing it because i choose it because i love to do it totally that's what i want to do and if i didn't want to do it i wouldn't yeah Yeah. and no one in my that's where the distinction needs to kind of come in it's like you're doing it because you generally are you love it. You love helping your family. Yeah. Like That's- I remember Kevin coming home one day from work and he said that I had made his lunch one of those days that he was going down. Uh, he's a railroader. So he was going on the road. So I made him a big lunch and he said someone at work had, had said, Oh my God, you're so lucky. Your wife made you, made you lunch. And he goes, yeah, but make no mistake about it. If I wouldn't, he was. If I would have asked, she probably would have said no. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know, I, I, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Perfect example. But that's, but, but that's kind of how we are. Skit, there right? should ne- you should never feel bad about taking care of a significant other. I don't. Or, yeah. that's I, what I know, I do. but but that's yeah. like that's a good thing to like let people know, let listeners yes. know that you know they don't have to feel bad or feel like they're doing something against something if they if they take care of their husband or no not at all you know there's nothing wrong with that it's only if you want but it has to be your choice it has to come from the heart and a lot of people think that it's their choice and sometimes it really isn't. isn't so i mean it's it's important that i just think it's important that women really start to look at themselves and start to look at what they really want and maybe if they're thinking along the same lines of their husbands yeah and not that that's a bad thing because maybe that is really how they believe but maybe just delve a little deeper in there yeah. and see if that's truly I, what you I, believe. I think we need to like create some kind of dialogue and some form of education around um you know people having their own autonomy and taking ownership of their own feelings and thoughts and motivations. Like, I feel like the biggest thing is I look around my world and I feel like there's a lot of people in it that aren't self-aware that don't understand, uh, who they are, who they are. And it's not that they don't understand it. It's that they're like literally not even thinking about it. Like it doesn't come into their, um, cognition to or like I even consider lot, it or I think there's a lot of people that are really confused of who they are and, and that's because as well, yeah. there's like maybe they're sitting in a conversation having a conversation like we had tonight where there's different belief systems going on and they actually find themselves agreeing with all of them yeah. and then they're like oh my god I'm confused so then where do I stand yeah, what side do sure. I stand on if I agree with everybody how can exactly. I you know and, and it's okay to be confused it is it's yeah. totally it, it okay. happens to me all the time like I hear a conservative argument i'm like actually that's kind of a good point yeah and then i hear a liberal argument i'm like you know what i do love people and we should you know provide social assistance and like (laughs) you know what i mean like i i always have these things that kind of like pull at me in different directions and i think it's okay to allow yourself to be confused yeah Yeah, and i think that's a process of knowing both sides and getting older and becoming more patient. understanding and more patient of people's views and how they feel and what they believe. And being and educated. I'm being, having yeah. that conversation with my daughter every day because she is so, and I was this way when I was her age, she is so rigid in no. her belief system. <laughs> Serious? I would have never guessed. <laughs> but, but for her to have a little bit of... Um, 
I guess, patience and understanding of another person's viewpoint, it's going to take time. It's going to take uh, age. Yeah, it, yeah. it just sure. does. It does. I mean, you do calm down. I remember when I was just as passionate and just as rigid in my mm-hmm. belief system as she was. And now over the years, I've relaxed a little bit in some areas because I've heard some great points out there and or, yeah. or I've heard of some great experiences and it's helped me understand maybe an oppositional point of yeah. view. So, and I think that's the cool part about this conversation is, you know, we were all just willing to sit down and sure we fucking got into a debate and we got heated and we got all red in the face. But at the, in the end of the day, it doesn't change how we feel about one another. You no, know, it's totally not. cool to respect to, to sit here and to have completely differing opinions about something that's pretty a hot topic or anything yeah but still at the end of the day love each other and you know yeah well that's because we have respect for each other yeah and i I don't always agree with either of you but i i have the utmost respect and i think there needs to be more of that well here's the thing guys i think at the end of the day we're kind of three privileged individuals that have had access to education and we have access to dialogues like these yeah and there's so many people in the world that don't and i feel like that's like a huge issue in society like we have all these other um societal issues but it really boils down to the fact that we don't all have the privileges that us three have in we this yeah no we're, we're so we don't have lucky. the and we don't have the privilege to disagree with each other and still like each other yeah because you know? we're family yeah like we like we have that privilege where we can disagree with each other and still like each other but I, but i also feel like we also are we can disagree with a lot of people and still like each other. Like for sure, yeah. for sure. But some people are like, never, yeah, that's like, able to have the capacity oh, to understand. And, and I feel like it comes huge, down to self awareness at the end. Yeah, of the day. yeah, I have such a huge network of different uh, friends in different circles, all kinds of views, and they. Most of them yeah, don't. are against. Yeah, it. yeah, most 100%. of them actually same are in Saskatchewan. Same yeah, as me. Most of my friends. Most of my friends. All of my beliefs. Yeah. But I love them and I respect them. Yeah. I just don't agree with them, and yeah. I'm okay with that. Hundred percent. Yeah. So many of my friends are on a different political spectrum or social yeah. spectrum or whatever, but uh, I still love them. Yeah. It doesn't absolutely. doesn't matter, and I'll still no. I still respect their opinion because yeah. they're, they're I know good that, people. I know if you're a good, good person, you're a good person. I know that yeah. they're they mean well. And we all we all kind of come from these different spaces in the world, and I think at the end of the day, it's like about respecting where we all come from and just yeah. figuring it out together in whatever way that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, thanks, Bob. Yeah, yeah this was, was awesome. Fun having you in. It was enlightening. I'm hoping. It was enlightening. I got a little passionate there. I apologize. No, we didn't, that was we good. didn't talk uh, about any of the funny. But you can't fucking be objective, all right? You know, you guys are gonna have to have me back so we can do a funny one. But the thing people is, people yeah. didn't get how funny I am. Oh. And we made them. Too. I, I feel it, like well, you're just not that funny the be- anymore. The <laughs> you're losing it. <laughs> the beginning was pretty good. Yeah, I, I had a good laugh. But you know what? I think that it was more real. Uh, yeah, it was. I think that and it is who we are. So. It is who we are. We always debate, you know, Frank and you and me. We always bounce off each Been other. Been doing this for a long, long time. And give her, yeah. And that was awesome, Bob. So thanks a lot. Okay, I love you guys. Love you. And hey, you shout too. out to my mama. Yeah, Wendy shout out, Grandma. Shout, shout out to our mom to too, you, your I sister. I hope you're okay with me telling that story. I love you, mom, oh, and respect you above story. all. Shout out to the family, everyone. That, that story is going to help a lot of people who have everyone, been through similar situations. Absolutely, yeah. and everyone, go home tonight. Tell your family you love them. Clean the kitchen, and oh uh, my god, and then make sure you get the laundry done. And then both of you. 
And if you're a, and if you're a wife, just make him a sandwich. No, if you're the, if you're the man, just make the money and just you know that's all. Oh you gotta my do. god, here we go. Okay, love, love you, it, love you. Okay. Okay. Peace out. Peace out. I love to stay in chat about the